0: This is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of Effie Church, and this is our podcast. So you all have heard so much about Mission SOS over the past couple of months. We had Johannes Amritzer, the founder of Mission SOS, here with us in March. You all remember that? We had Jeremiah Stoddart with us back in, I think, January or February first day of February, and so it's been a year of Mission SOS. I love it. It's such an amazing organization, and you get to hear from today another missionary with Mission SOS, David Romo, who is Johannes' son-in-law, actually, as well. So can we welcome him? He's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on over there at the base in Kenya and about the trips and all of that. So let's welcome him today. Give him a big Freedom Valley welcome.
1: All right, finally, I'm at Freedom Valley Church. Maybe you're wondering who is that guy? I'm David. As you heard, I'm married to Johanna's daughter uh, and they call me Dave the Brave. All right, <laughs> you know, they call me, that. I'm very brave. So yeah, that, that's who I am. I live in Kenya uh, as a missionary uh, for the past three years. And I'm just here visiting. So as you can see, I'm from Sweden right you can see that no of course i'm not you cannot see that i'm from sweden but i actually was born there but i have parents that are from chile have do i have any south american in here no one two all right (laughs) good awesome um but i'm living in kenya all right i look middle eastern i was born in sweden i got chilean parents and i'm living in kenya and I'm visiting America. It's very weird. It's, it's all a mixture, but, I, but I'm here and I'm so happy to be here finally. I've heard so much good about you and I can see that it is all true. <laughs> you guys have awesome, awesome lead pastors here. They have been taking care of me so well. I, I, I've ate everything I wanted, you know. Alicia, Alicia's not gonna recognize me and I'm gonna blame them, alright? <laughs> but, uh, I just want to honor you. Thank you so much for, for taking care of me, you know, just treating me with, with, uh, with love, but also kindness and food, you know? <laughs> so, you guys have awesome lead pastors. I just gotta tell you that. I mean, you guys are lucky and you should be very thankful for that it's uh, to be at the tip of the spear is not easy it is it is sometimes very difficult uh, but they are doing such an excellent work you know I'm so encouraged by you and your life such a fresh life that you're living and, uh, in this wonderful church yeah? yeah this is a beautiful church you have you know the screens you have an awesome worship it's just amazing to be here you know, I felt like I was in a, in a concert, you know what I mean? It was just, way, I was, I was going to take up, you know, uh, my phone and the light and everything, you know. You guys are lucky, huh? You know, when I'm preaching, sometimes I come to a place with like 10 people. Half of them are sleeping, you know, I'm trying to preach there. <laughs> so, if you're, not, if you're not sleeping today, you're doing awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I've lived in Kenya since 2020. And uh, me and Alicia, uh, we we went there to start a Bible school and to uh, to you know build up the base. It was a new base of uh, in Kilgoris, Kenya, and it's been amazing. Uh, last couple of years has been been just God working through me and in me, and you know making me mature and leading me to all all crazy kind of adventures. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And it took me all the way to America, huh? I've been here before, but I've never preached here. So this is my, my first time is preaching in, 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 in America. So I'm very thankful for that, very happy for that. Um, I love America. I just got to speak a little bit America. You know, uh, when me and Alicia, we married, everyone was asking us, you know, cause we're from Europe and they were asking us, oh, are you going to Rome? You know, Italy or, or Paris, you know, what are you going to do on your honeymoon? And I said, no, we're going to Chick-fil-A, we're going to TJ Maxx, to Ross, to Marshalls, to Walmart, all right? We're going to get free refills on our Coke Zero, you know what I mean? I mean, America is great, and I know you have so much more than that, but that's what got stuck on me, all right? So, (laughs) I love America, I love you guys and, and the people living here, so... That's awesome. I just, I'm just so happy. It's, I'm kind of mixed emotions. You know, I'm a Latino, so I'm very emotional, you know. And uh, today is my last day here. I go back to Kenya today, so I'm happy. I'm sad. I don't know what I am, you know. I feel all kinds of things, but it's going to be good. right? <laughs> so I just have some PowerPoints here. I don't know. I have PowerPoints what, what God has been doing. And I just, I just want to clarify. I don't know if I heard wrong, but, um, the festival that you're going has capacity of having 400,000 people. I can't guarantee we will have that. I just want to make sure, you know, that everyone will ask me about it later. Yeah, we will believe together that it will happen. And um, yeah, just quickly about what God has been doing for the last three years. We went to to Kenya. We started a youth ministry. I never, I had never led a youth ministry before, and neither had Alicia. And, and the first time we announced it, I slaughtered a goat, because I live in the bush, okay? <laughs> there's, there's no refrigerators like that. I had slaughtered that, that goat at 4 a.m., I marinated it, prepared it, and we had three people come, <laughs> okay? That, that was an uh, anticlimax, you know, you just, ah, you know, super excited, and, and three people showed up, okay? Um, but we continued. Thank God we continued. I mean, we can just roll the, the, the that's a breakthrough. We had over 15 people there. I was jumping up and down. I think Alicia is sharing there. Um, we kept on, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. He has the power. We kept on baptizing in the river. That's actually a funny picture because you don't know if you're gonna get out of there. Okay, you know, we have black mambas, green mambas. We got hippos. I mean, you know, when. <laughs> You know, it's efficient though. You know, when you have a lot of people, you know, in, out, next, in, out. We pray for you later, in, out. You know? <laughs> no, because I'm the one taking all the risks. They're just coming and going. I'm standing there and just hoping I will get a new chance to baptize again. You know, that is my house church. I think you call it like small groups here. And listen, uh, it is amazing because we helped a lot of street kids. Uh, kids that were going in and out of jail, you know, youth, and um, God has been working so beautifully in, in, in Kilgore. We've actually changed uh, that little town. Uh, everyone knows who we are now and, and people who they thought never would do anything good are now actually uh, graduated, they already graduated our Leadership Academy. So we have Bible School and Leadership Academy. Many of those guys have have, have finished already. Uh, so that's amazing. We got our first basketball hoop not too long ago. It, it's more wrestling than basketball though. You know, they, they've never really played basketball, you know. So there's no fouls or no nothing. You can just see someone carry each other, you know. But that was amazing. We, we had the first, one of the first volleyball nets. Um, we have the first gym in Kilgore's. All right. That's pretty big for, for a little town. And God has been moving. That is 130 kids that we had when we did our latest great event. You know, yeah, it's so beautiful to see because you know you don't really realize what God has been doing until you go back and check, right? And when I saw those three people, I remembered that's how it was, and that's how it was. Saturday after Saturday, we I kept on preaching as if I had 130. I kept on preaching, and I'm, and I'm preaching as I had 200 right now, even though we are not there yet, that God is going to bring them. That's a salvation invitation we had that that Saturday. We had over, over 50 youth giving their life to Jesus for the first time. So that's amazing. So I, I, I started uh, the youth ministry together with Alicia, my wife, and I've been um, doing the ministry there in the base. But now finally... I started um, traveling in Kenya. We have 35 churches in SOS, and I know what you're thinking, how did he land that? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, a little bit of grace, a little bit of luck, a little bit, you know, charm, whatever. I landed her, she's mine, <laughs> okay? Everyone looking over there, yeah, you know, it's taken, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's my wife, she is my treasure here on earth. She. Ah, uh, you know, I don't want to get tear-eyed, you know, but she, she backs me up. She has meant so much for me. Um, she believes in me when I don't believe in myself, you know. Um, she's such a great pillar for my life. I love her so much. I miss her. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I started traveling in Kenya to the churches we have. And uh, it's funny, I, I go into a small bus that fits, you know, eight people. But we make it fit like 13, 14 people, okay? Two goats, some chickens, you know, everything. Everything fits there. And my tent, I I bought a tent that I go around preaching to the different churches because I want to fill them. I I go there, I try to do a a big outreach or preaching for the lost and um, try to fill their churches, baptize people, save people, and baptize in the Holy Spirit. So that's what I do. I go Thursday and I leave Monday. And I just want to show you some pictures of the trips. That was in Yanturago in Kisi. We baptized over 20 people. I don't remember exactly, but in water that day. It was a, it was a great day. I I went to Dunga Beach. I almost got killed by two hippos, by the way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd just been preaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I turned around the corner and they were just standing there looking at me like, who are, who is this guy? What is he doing in my home? <laughs> and, and thankfully, they didn't attack me or anything. I, I got home that day safe. That's actually the tent. I was so happy. I bought that tent. And, and I was taking pictures, you know, with all the angles, you know, everywhere. I was so, I was so happy and excited about that. Uh, we can keep on rolling. I just want to show you that. We can take the next one. We baptized 21 people in Lake Victoria there. And it's the same thing. It's hippos everywhere. Uh, you start to hear the, the the sound, you know, and it's just time to run. Just go, just go, let's go. <laughs> baptize you somewhere. Else. Oh, and, and I usually don't wear a suit, but you know, in Kenya, you don't wear a suit. You're not really a, a preacher. So every Sunday, the, my my last preaching, I put on a suit, and they always want to take a picture. They're like, oh, you know, finally, you're dressing well, you know. So <laughs> that's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are, I'm praying there with them. And you can take the next picture. This is how I transport the tent when I get to the place. Just a little motorcycle and all the poles, you gotta balance that stuff. It takes, you know, you don't want to drop that. And that's the that's the fabric and the the joints, you know, that we have. So that's you know, it's interesting. Uh there we're having seminars inside the church. We can keep on going. I don't want to drag this out too much. We can take the next picture. Next picture. He would baptized 28 people in that, you can take the next one, in that little river, you know. Sometimes you feel something between your legs, you know, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the feet and everything. This was amazing. I actually received a vision of that evening without me knowing it. But when I was going, i had never been to that place before. And the Lord showed me a, a, a field. And it was actually the same field when I preached, but I had not been there before. And I, I was just seeing the vision, how demons were coming out without me actually praying for them. All right. And I and I texted my wife. I'm so glad it's evidence. I got in the phone. Before I even entered that place, I texted my mom and my wife. Because they are the ones praying for me when I'm out there preaching. Uh, and I said, I'm going to a demonic stronghold right now. And, and God has shown me this. And I told them the whole vision. And um, first night, nothing happened. Second night nothing happened and let me tell you, I preach 8 hours a day, you know, there's no vacation over there. So Sunday night I was very tired, okay? I was annoyed, I was longing for home and people were sleeping on me. And I just actually stopped, I've never done this, but I stopped and I said, you want me to go home? (laughs) No, that's how you know that the preacher had enough. (laughs) I I said, you bring me out here 11 hours in that little bus and you're sleeping. So either I go home or or you wake up, you know what I mean? And as I'm like in the flesh, I'm not really, you know, acting as I should. The Holy Spirit says, I'm here now. And so I just say that the Holy Spirit has, is here now to baptize you in power and in fire from on high. And I, and I have, you know, this is my notes. I have notes and, and I have not even gone through the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the praying in tongues, nothing. People just started falling on the ground praying in tongues as they were falling, okay? And b- demons started to manifest. And and we had 24 people that were demon-possessed, and I've, I'm so happy that I had my friend with me, because he's my witness that this happened, you know? He was one of our, because uh, nobody would believe it. And, and he looked at me panicking, said, what are we supposed to do? I said, don't touch them, They're, the demons are coming out because we're just gonna pray. And so we we went around praying, And that is, you know, long time after every single person was delivered. Every single person was praying in tongues as they left. Um, And this is what God has been doing. I'm so happy for that. You take the next one, next picture. I actually was very sick here. I had rats crawling on my feet every night (laughs) And, and it was a bad day. So I only have two pictures from that. And you see those speakers? They look so nice, huh? They never worked, <laughs> a single minute. They, they look good for the photo and you know, we filled the tent, but man, I was tired that day, you know, preaching. But uh, yeah, so that, that is what God has been doing. We had, in those four trips, we prayed salvation with 400, uh, 201, sorry, uh, baptized 89 people in water, 22 healings, 113 baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we had 24 deliverances. So, I mean, I'm so honored I can do this, that I can go around and preaching the gospel, filling our churches, you know, um, and uh, just encouraging our pastors. Uh, last, last two, I think it was one week ago, I got a text message from one of the pastors. His church had five members when I started going there, and he texted me, we are gathering 45 every Sunday now. Amen. So, you know, God has been good in, in everything that we've been doing, and, Yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit who I am, what I'm doing, so that you can receive the message right now. Uh, Okay? I just, I just wanted to honor again the pastors. You guys are awesome. Thank you for, for handing me this hot microphone to, to, to use a little bit. Um, And I met Isaiah the other, the other day, him and Katie, wonderful youth pastors. There's a fun fact about Isaiah. He's actually a pretty good card player. So you should ask him about that. See <laughs> What he like? I, I'm good friends with with his brother. He cheese. Yeah, it didn't work yesterday. I won anyways. <laughs> so uh, I know his his little brother Jeremiah. You know we trash talk a little bit. I, I love you, bro. I just needed to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So are you ready to hear my preaching? Yeah. I woke up fired up today and I, I come straight from Kenya. So you will have to excuse me now that I, I will get a little wild here. I hope that's okay with you guys because the message that I'm carrying actually has power to transform lives. All right. I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in many of my friends lives. This powerful message that I'm going to share. So I have a little, a uh, little PowerPoint here. Um, the title is Your Comeback. Okay, and, and your comeback, a comeback only works if you have an underdog and a champ, right? Uh, do I have any UFC fans over here? Please, I know we're in church, but <laughs> just raise up hand Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I made it. We have UFC, and, and there is a, a welterweight champion whose name was Kamaru Usman. Um, that's not Kamaru Usman, but... Um, he was a, a welterweight champion for years. He was dominating every fight that he was at. I mean, and and he had fight this other guy, Leon Edwards, but he, Leon Edwards was not really the, the favorite of this fight, if you know what I'm saying. And for four rounds, he was getting beat up. He was being dominated by the champion. And you know, it it, it uh, I counted him out. I said, it's done. Kamaru would still be the champion. I was very happy for that because I rooted for, for that, that man, Kamaru. But let me tell you the fifth round, what nobody believed would happen, what everyone thought that, that was impossible, a left kick to the head landed from Leon Edwards, and he became the world champion in UFC, in the welterweight division and you know uh, that i was i was so impressed by that performance you can take the next picture there he is holding up the belt he has been fighting uh, for a long time and and people had counted him out many say that his his uh, you know his retirement was coming soon because he had been fighting in the in the number number 5 uh, you know for a long time and had losses had wins had another loss and and people counted him out but that left kick made him a champion of the world for the first time and you know I started thinking that many times our life is like a big fight many times we feel that round after round we are losing I don't know about you but I felt that in my life I've been down at the ground counting up you know I'm going to lose in in, in life but let me tell you that there is a comeback for you in Jesus Christ It doesn't really matter how much you've gone through. It's actually better that the more you have gone through, the greater the comeback will be. The more pain you have to suffer, the more more depression you have gone through, the more pain you had to suffer through, the greater the comeback will be. And I'm I'm here just to encourage you today. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know who you are. But I do know that in Jesus Christ... We have a comeback. Can I get an amen? Amen. In Jesus Christ, we will have a comeback. And it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, that, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Hallelujah. He will restore you. He himself is going to restore everything that the devil tried to take away from you. Everything that you suffered through, he himself will restore you because there is a comeback for your life in Jesus Christ. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say there is a comeback for your life in Jesus Christ. You know, the more you have lost, the more, you know, life can be so tough and unjust. In many times, in many, in the, in many stories in the Bible, life was changing people. It would even changing their name. I don't know if you read the book of Ruth, but Naomi, one of the, of the girls in that, in that story says, don't call me pleasant anymore. Call me bitter because life has made me very bitter. You know, life sometimes can make you bitter or better, (laughs) right? It is all depending how you face it, how you keep on fighting the fight, how you keep on getting up. And let me tell you, you are one kick away from victory. You are one prayer away from deliverance. You are one prayer away from your miracle. Maybe you've been sick a long time. Maybe you've been waiting and asking God, how much longer do I need to go through this? Well, today, restoration has come to Freedom Valley Church. Today, deliverance has come to your life. Today, restoration is here. The power of forgiveness has entered this place. And I just came here to encourage you that... There is a restoration for your life. There is salvation and forgiveness and redemption for your family. Maybe you have been and not having peace in your family. Maybe there's been a lot of quarrel, a lot of fights. Well, the Prince of Peace is here today. Hallelujah. There is a power in Jesus. That is that power that I'm proclaiming today. And it has the power to overcome all darkness and all evil powers, all desires, all addictions, all lust. Everything has to bow down to the name of Jesus. And every tongue needs to confess that He is Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm here with a with a message for you of, of a comeback. Your comeback is the title. And you know, there's, there's some scriptures that really helps you. I have been down in life. I never thought I would get up. I'm, I'm actually very impressed that I'm alive. (laughs) Many of you can relate. I'm very impressed with God. I, I didn't think I would ever get, you know, above 25. I never thought the way I was living, I never thought I would get married. Here I am, married and 29. I mean, I never thought that would happen. There is such, so much power in Jesus. You know, the, the doctors, can, can try to prescribe antidepressants, can try to, 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 to give you, I don't know how you say prescribe his name. They can try to give you everything that you think that you need, but everything that you actually need is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you need is a little bit more dose of the Holy Spirit, and you will be on your feet. Yeah. Oh. I thought I needed antidepressant. I thought I needed drugs before, but it, it was all a lie. All I needed was to get down on my knees and call upon the name of the Lord. It says that whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved, and I was saved. I'm standing here today as a living miracle. I know that many of you are sitting here as a living miracle. Maybe you are you're feeling defeat, but that you are sitting here is a miracle. Today, I believe that many will be relieved. Many will be restored. Many people will be redeemed of their past, of their failures, through Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? You know, I just want you to say it one more time. There is someone else who needs to hear it. Tell your neighbor, there is a comeback for you. Say it. There is a comeback for you in Jesus Christ. When I've been praying over every church that I've been in, and when I've been praying for this church, the Holy Spirit said, restoration is coming to Freedom Valley. The days of sadness is over. The days of pain and tears are over. The days of shame and condemnation are over because greater is He who is in you than he who is of this world says that the the, that Jesus has the power to overcome all darkness doesn't matter what darkness you have been through doesn't matter what darkness you find yourself in right now he has the power to overcome it I'm so thankful for your testimony I'm so thankful for for your family for your relationship for the restoration that is happening there there is power in the blood of Jesus There is wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. And it has the same power we read about the 2,000 years ago. It has the same power today. And if you are ready to receive it today, it will make change in your life. Let me just pray and give you my points. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person that has come here today. Father, you see their hearts And you see every situation and circumstance. You see every failure and shame and sin, Father. And I thank you that today, chains will be broken. Father, I thank you that curses will be broken in the name of Jesus. And I just declare freedom and joy over everyone sitting here. I bind every foul spirit of depression, anxiety and panic attacks. I bind them in the name of Jesus. I set you free. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, so, (laughs) if you haven't noticed, the title is The Comeback, Your Comeback. And you know, when you read through the Bible, there are many stories about a comeback. There are many people who were restored and redeemed. I mentioned Naomi. She was restored by Boaz. You know, many other people were restored and redeemed of what they thought they had lost. And you know, maybe you think you have lost a lot of stuff. But redemption is coming. Restoration is coming. I'm going to go to get to that. But there is a comeback uh, that I love in 2 Samuel chapter 4 verse 4. Um, And it is about a a little guy called Mephibosheth. Um, And it says that Jonathan son of Saul had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel and his nurse picked him up and fled. But as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. I just got to give you some background story. How many like dramas? <laughs> How many like to hear drama? There was a big drama in this in this time. King David was anointed by the prophet Samuel, the same prophet that actually anointed King Saul. And King Saul was the living king, and he was the king over most of the tribes of Israel. And he was ruling, and he didn't like David. And when I say didn't like, it's not like he didn't say hi to him and stuff like that, you know. (laughs) It was more like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, give me that spear, you know. Just throwing spears left and right, like that don't like you. You know, you know what I mean? That kind of don't like you. And David had to flee. He was living like an exile, like, like, like a guy who was rejected, but he was also anointed to be king. And, and it happened to be that his best friend, his brother, was the son of Saul. <laughs> Can you see the drama in this? I mean, when I'm reading this, I'm like, ooh, that's bad, bro. That's bad. And, and and so this whole story, the, the nurse that picked up the son of Jonathan, she is feeling just like that. She is afraid. Because now that Jonathan and, and Saul has, has died in battle, the next king who can take revenge is David. Right? And she doesn't know if he means harm to all of the house of Jonathan or, you know, is he for us or against us. She doesn't know that. She, so she picks him up. She's running for his life and her life. And all of a sudden she drops him. And poor Mephibosheth was five years old. And he was crippled by that fall. And you know, there are some other peoples that was crippled by a fall of Adam and Eve. Actually all humanity was spiritually crippled by the fall of Adam and Eve. Including you and me. It says in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16 and 19 that God now had, a, had enough. This is when they fell and they ate the fruit. And he's now explaining that to the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and he ate the fruit uh, from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, uh, for dust you are and to dust you will return. I mean it seems kind of harsh, right? What God had intended in the garden of Eden was heaven on earth basically. And now because of it, you know, it says that we should have rule and dominion over the fish in the in the in the sea and the birds of the sky. Like everything was given to us. Diamonds, you know, gold, everything that was on earth was for us to have dominion over. And all of a sudden that was taken away. That's, that sucks. Can I say that? That that is very bad. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That is very bad. What God intended for good, all of a sudden, because of humanity, we were crippled spiritually. Now all of a sudden, sin, shame, condemnation, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, all of that now entered the world. God's like, great. <laughs> that was not my int- what I intended. But already in the third chapter, some few verses later, or, or before, I am think it is, Yeah, verse 14 and 15, God already prophesied that we would have restoration. Isn't that awesome? So he said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between her, your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Here God is saying, yes, you made them to mess up. Yes, you made them to fail. But I will send someone, an offspring of hers, that will crush your head. And from the first book of the Bible to the last book of the Bible, we can see how God is saying the same thing. It says that they triumphed over him. Who are they? it's you and me, over who? The devil, but not in our own power, not by might nor by power but by the Spirit. It says that by the blood of the Lamb we will triumph over him and by the words of our testimony. There is a comeback for your life in Jesus Christ. Through his blood it says that we would be restored. Everything that was taken from us would come back to us by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of your testimony. Isn't that powerful? All right, let's go to the next point. He rescues you from hopelessness. You know, we were crippled by the fall. But even though we were crippled or even though Mephibosheth was crippled, he was still rescued from hopelessness. We, our. Yeah, I will read from verse 3. The king asked, is there still no one alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? And it says in the verses before, for Jonathan's sake. And the servant Seba answered, there is still a son of Jonathan and he's lame in both feet. And where is he? David asked. And he said, he is at the house of Machias son of Amiel in Lo-debar." Let me just explain to you what Lo Debar was. It was not a fantasy land. It was not a, you know, la la land, you have fun every day. It it was not really a place like that. Law means no and Debar means words in Hebrew. It was a place of no words. It was a place of rejection. It was a place of hopelessness. Where people who had no words to express their pain used to live. It was a place of rejection. Everyone who, who was there, everyone knew that they were not worthy to be in other places. And I don't know about you, but I found myself in a place of no words for many, many times. I found myself in hopelessness, in rejection that took years for me to, to heal, in brokenness, in sadness, in anxiety attacks, whatever. But God always Rescues you from hopelessness. When you go to him. You know many times we put our hope in the pills. We put our hope in drugs. We put our hope in people. In girlfriends. In boyfriends. We put our hope in other people. In leaders. But there is no really salvation in that. There's no real help in that. Even though for a little small time it feels like your boyfriend or your girlfriend is treating you. And, and the drugs are helping you for a short while. And the alcohol is trying to treat your sadness. But it, whatever you put your hope in, in the world will not help. But it says that whoever hopes in the Lord shall renew their strength. He will soar on wings like eagles. He will run and not grow weary. There will be an outcome that you never expected. An an outcome of restoration. An outcome of a comeback in your life. Isn't that wonderful? We read a little bit after in verse 5 only. It says, so King David had him brought from Lodebar. From the house of Marquis and Ahamien. In other words, King David took him out of hopelessness. And in the same way, our king in heaven takes us out of hopelessness. Today is some of you oh guys' day where you are rescued from that. Where you are rescued from sadness. When you are rescued from pain. I believe, and that's what the Holy Spirit has been telling me. I will restore to you everything that the devil has taken. It says, we will go for the third point right now. Mephibosheth came, and he bowed down to pay David honor. And David shouted, Mephibosheth. And he said, at your service. And David noticed that he's afraid. David noticed that he feels ashamed. And he said, do not be afraid. Surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. And I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul. And you will always eat at my table. Isn't that beautiful? From crippled to eating at the king's table. Your sin has been crippling you. The shame has been crippling you. But let me tell you that we don't need to be not crippled in our spirit. All we need is to have a relationship with Jonathan. All you need to have is a relationship with Jesus. When God looks at you, he does not see your sin. He does not see your past failures. He sees Jesus inside of you. And therefore the grace and the righteousness inside of you. You know it says that we have been clothed with Christ. God doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your dirty clothes. It is like you are wrapped with Jesus. And he sees the one he loves. Can we have the band up here? I just want to round it out here. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should know a dead dog like me? Can you, can you get that, that confidence in his life? But David doesn't listen to him. He doesn't listen to Mephibosheth's bad You know, self-esteem. He doesn't listen to the bad, you know, confidence that he has. It's the same with Jesus. Our Father in heaven doesn't look at your past failures. He doesn't look at what you feel. He only looks at Jesus that is inside of you. And in Jesus, you will have your comeback. Can we stand up together? It says that, and Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table and he was lame in both feet. It's that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is eternity and there is a place at the king's table forever for you today. You know, many times I cursed the past mistakes that I've done. Many times I was ashamed of the failures I've had in my life. But if it wasn't for the failures, if it wasn't for the pain that I have to go through, if it wasn't for the tears, I would never have it, a comeback in my life. If, it, if I would have received all the prayers that I gave, if, I, if God would have given me everything that I wanted, I would never have been having the better options right now I'm glad I didn't get the girlfriends that I tried to get I'm glad I didn't get the deals that I wanted to get because now I know what it is to have a real wife now you should thank God for the business deals that never happened you should thank God for the girlfriends and the boyfriends you didn't have because God had something in store for you it says what no eye has seen what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the good things that God has for those who love Him. I believe that God has something better for you today. I believe that He has restoration for you. I want everyone to close your eyes right now. And I'm just going to give you two invitations today. Maybe you have not let Jesus into your heart. Maybe you have never prayed a salvation prayer. Well, today is your day. It says that today is the day of salvation. And I believe that for many of you. I'm going to do like this. I'm going to count to three. And if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, if you want, if you want to ask for forgi- forgiveness of your sins, if you want that, you will raise up your hand when, on the count of three. Jesus is here today. His forgiveness and His grace is here. His mercy is here for you today. I'm going to count right now. One, if you want to receive Jesus, make your hand ready. Two, He bled on the cross and He resurrected for you. Three, raise up your hand if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. If you want to pray a salvation, pray with me today. Today is your day. I'm going to count one more time because I know there are people that needs to pray a salvation prayer. One, two, do not hesitate because Jesus did not hesitate for you. Three, raise up your hand right now and just come to the front. Let me pray with you right now. I see all of your hands. Just make your your way to the front. Let us pray together. Everyone who raised up your hands, I want you to come here with to me and I want to pray for you. I saw many hands just come to the front. Jesus is ready to meet you. He's standing with open arms, ready to forgive, ready to save. Just come to the front right now. Let us pray together. Everyone else in the church, you just pray after me. Let us lift up our hands together. Everyone, let us lift up our hands together. And you repeat in the prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I declare you in my life as as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. Save me, Jesus. I want to be your disciple forever. I want to follow you with all of my heart. I love you, Jesus. Say, Amen. Hallelujah. You can stand where you are. I think that you... You will receive a paper which you can fill in, is that true? And uh, just stay where you are. I'm going to my second invitation before we go into worship. And I want to lay my hands on each and every one. That's what the Holy Spirit told me to do. For everyone who needs restoration in their life. For everyone who has felt that you, that life has kicked you down. Today, the Holy Spirit will fill you with restoration. Today, redemption power, salvation power, will enter your life. Peace, freedom and joy will be in your house today. I want everyone who needs restoration in their life to come to the front. I want to make a corporate prayer and I want to set you free from your past failures. Set you free from everything, the darkness that you have gone through, the tears you have shed. Just make your way to the front. Everyone, who feels that restoration is needed. Right now, just come to the front. Do not hesitate. The power that was in Jesus 2,000 years ago is the same today. God bless each and every one of you who's making their way to the front. Just come to the front right now. I just want to bless you. And we are going to go into a worship song and you are going to receive while you're worshiping. Is there anyone else who wants to come to the front? I'm going to pray very soon. Just get here. God bless you. Let's, let's everyone just raise up our hands and close our eyes in worship. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person who has made the decision today. Father, for everyone whose heart has received this preaching father in the name of jesus i declare restoration power in your life father i declare your redemption power your salvation power active in this place right now father for everyone who has lost something or someone for everyone who has been rejected or mistreated for everyone who has gone through injustice Father, I pray, you say, I will, myself, will restore you, make you strong, firm and steadfast. I declare it over your life, you will become a pillar in faith. You are going to receive restoration power right now. As we are worshiping, just receive from the Holy Spirit. Rejection is leaving you right now. Pain is leaving you. In the name of Jesus, I declare over your life, freedom, joy, peace over your house. Oh, Father, I declare over every broken-hearted people, over every rejected heart, Father, over every scar in their hearts, oh, let them receive healing power. For every sick person, heal them, Father, in the name of
2: Jesus.
1: Come to them right now as you have done it for me. The things that you have taken me away from. I know, Father, that you have the power to overcome all darkness. I declare that people will walk out of darkness today. Cover them with your love, Jesus. Cover them with with your freedom. Cover them with your forgiveness and grace. Heal every broken heart. Action. Take it away from the Father. In the name of Jesus we pray. I pray strength over you. I pray boldness of your life. In the name of Jesus. Just say I receive. Re- I receive restoration. Say it right now. Say I receive redemption power in my life. Say it man we're going to go into worship song right now I just everyone who's standing here just start to worship to Jesus you start thanking him that he's taking you out of hopelessness as we're going to worship. Christ is my firm
2: foundation he's the rock on which I stand with everything around
3: And praise for he is worthy. Thank you, David. It's a good word. Thank you for being here. God is in the restoration business, amen. And he restores every day 24 7. And it isn't one special time we are restored, amen. Ah, wasn't that good? That was good. But well, we have a great treat for you outside burgers, dogs, lots of food, all free. There's some games and things to play. We want you to hang around, enjoy the time, enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the food. Thank you for being here. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the work you did in us. You do that in us every day, all the time. We thank you that you are in the restoration business. We give you praise and glory. Bless our fellowship now as we enjoy the food that we can be together may you bless it to our bodies may we strengthen and encourage one another and get to know one another beyond a Sunday morning hello that we can be a blessing to one another serving one another in word and in deed we thank you now you're with us this week you'll bring us together again next week to worship you and declare your goodness and that we may have more testimonies of what Fred occurred in his life that your power is in us And we walk in that authority this week because you, O Lord, are the Lord God and you have restored us and gave us back what was taken from us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. amen. Thanks for being here. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Go out and please enjoy the fun and fellowship and the food.
0: much for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, please let us know by going to fe.church/imn. And remember to download our app for more content and helpful links.